The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In today's Gospel, we walk in on a conversation that has already begun. It's like entering a play halfway through the first act or arriving at a ball game sometime in the second quarter. In the previous chapter of John, Jesus healed a blind man, and the Jewish religious leaders were investigating the healing, which had happened on a Sabbath. They questioned the man's neighbors and parents and the man himself. They were suspicious both of the man and of Jesus. Before we get to today's reading, chapter 10 begins with Jesus talking with those same Pharisees, the ones who had been examining the circumstances of the man's healing, echoing language used throughout Scripture to describe both kings and Yahweh. Jesus drew a picture of the sheepfold and shepherds and then contrasted thieves and bandits, strangers, and even a hired hand to the good shepherd. His audience would have understood that he was accusing the Pharisees of failing to care for the people entrusted to them. They had not been trustworthy watchmen. They had not protected the people against evildoers. And they had become strangers to the people entrusted with their care, to their care. In stark contrast, Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. And then he describes the ways that the relationship that we have with the good shepherd with God is different from our human relationships. Remember, in John, to believe God is to know God and to be in relationship with God. 
Faith and following Jesus is always about the relationship with the holy or the divine who knows us as children of God. Jesus says that his sheep know him and listen to his voice. He tells his listeners that the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And then he says, I have other sheep too that do not belong to this fold. As much comfort as we draw from our traditions and our rituals, it is good news that there are other sheep, that God is ever increasing the size of the sheepfold. God's love and so God's kingdom is broader and more abundant than we can ever understand. Over the past year, our congregation and others have learned that the church, the capital C church, is not a building. It had been said before, but quarantining and worshiping apart meant we had to learn new ways to be the church. And one of the gifts of this year is that we have discovered how to worship alongside beloveds in Pennsylvania, in Texas, New York, and Washington. Another is that we pray together from wherever we are when the daily prayer text arrives. And a third is the witness of love and relationship that was shared in care packages with members on our prayer list. As we resume more traditional ways of being church, it is important to remember that we are one flock with one shepherd and ask who's missing and why. One of the hardest things a person can do is walk into a church there are lots of reasons people stay away. Sometimes those relationships reflect a broken relationship with God. Sometimes it might be about the styles of worship. But more often, the reasons are rooted in their experience of the people who are in our churches. They or someone they love has been criticized or mocked or scorned for their appearance. They've been told they're not loved or lovable. They've been coldly ignored or smothered with attention and embarrassed. They've been made to feel like they were out of place because they didn't have children or because they weren't married. Or worse, they have been told they don't belong or are not welcome. When we church people fail to love in the ways that the Good Shepherd loves us, we hurt people. And a wounded person doesn't often risk that kind of hurt happening again. Left outside the gate or to the wolves, they go someplace else. But in the words of Episcopal Bishop Michael Curry, everybody 
is God's someone. Being one flock means that we are not whole or complete until the people who are missing are welcomed as children of God, sheep of the same shepherd. So what are the ways we can welcome all those whom God loves? When we decided to resume indoor worship, we also decided to continue live streaming worship. While COVID remains a concern, we also realized that for some of God's children, there are real barriers to physically attending worship in this building. Live streaming means our whole flock can be together. A couple of times during drive-in worship, neighbors crisscrossing the property stopped and listened to worship, even participating in communion on Easter morning. It was awesome to watch new people drawn in. But now it also makes me wonder how moving indoors may leave some of God's children outside the gate and vulnerable to the wolves and what we might do about it. So I invite you to carry the question, who is missing and why, with you as you leave worship. God's love is infinite. It isn't a zero-sum game where inviting more people into the relationship means there's less love or grace for those of us who are already here. So how might our lives, our everyday words and actions, as well as our Sunday worship and our prayers, tell others there's plenty of room for all of God's children. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your abundant love and mercy, for your watchfulness and protection, and for your care. Thank you for your son Jesus, who lays down his life for all your children. Show us how to love so that everyone would know they are somebody to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.